Tonight, we're going to a dangerous area of an Amazon account so we can understand the relationship between humans and PPC campaigns. Crikey! Take a look at this. We're face to face with a hard-hitting predator. And oh boy, this keyword means business. Its toxic venom can lead to hundreds of clicks without conversion. One bite, and it could leave you paralyzed with high ACAS for weeks. Now, these predators won't be mocking with us. We've got the biggest predator on our side, the Ad Badger. Oi, easy boy. And we're here to help you tame these beasts in the jungles of Amazon PPC. What's going on, Badger Nation? It's Mike and Steven, and you're listening to the PPC Den Podcast, the world's first Amazon advertising podcast, and your source for all the tips, tricks, and optimization strategies you need to grow your Amazon ads. And you can join thousands of listeners and get bonus content at adbadger.com slash podcasts. What's going on, everybody out there in Badger Nation? I hope you are having a fantastic start to October. Uh... You know, Stephen, I try to stay hip. I try to stay on top of all the latest trends. You know what I've been doing lately? What? Talking, ticking, TikToking. You ever TikTok? Oh, I TikTok. I'm. Uh, I feel like a. I feel like a Gen Zer, a Zoomer, when I'm. Uh, when I'm on the, the app. <laughs> yes, indeed. We have. We have. We have Gen Zers on the team right here at AdBadger. Did yeah, you we know do. That? Our social coordinator. We as millennials. Might as well be boomers at this point. We might as well be 85 years old um, because I just downloaded TikTok for the first time the other day. And uh, we thought this was really funny. Uh, we wanted to give a shout out to an account that uh, we found, Miss Excel. Miss Excel. Uh, literally, if you know what a TikTok is, you know it's just like somebody dancing to music in front of the camera. Well, what Miss Excel does, dances in front of the camera, but then is teaching you Excel tips and tricks. A lot of advanced stuff, too. Yeah, pretty nice I learned, stuff. I learned a thing or two. So if you wanted to laugh, and I know you do, who doesn't? We all need laughter in this dark time. Uh, head on over to TikTok, look up Miss Excel, and laugh and learn with me, with us. Yeah, it's pretty fun. It's all... It's pretty much all like formulas and stuff. I didn't like, there were lots of stuff I didn't even know about that. She's got little screenshots, little arrows and stuff. And she just dances to, uh, to Drake or whatever and good stuff. So <laughs> check it out. That's right. It's like how to find Post Malone's birthday using index match. Yeah, no, that, that was one of them. That's a good one. That is a good one. Um, if you are a Gen Zer and you think Steven and I, and TikTok is your number one uh, social channel and you think, You'd like to see some badger TikToks. We'll do our badger dance. Right we'll on it. <laughs> I, I doubt there's one. I have to, I think there are zero TikTok users that listen to our podcast. Zero. I do not consider myself a TikTok user. I downloaded it and like it knew who I was. So it prompted me to view Miss Excel. Yeah. The CCP is on to you. Because when you sign up, you give all of your information over. <laughs> um <laughs> but then it knew who I was and it was like, here, you like Excel, don't you? And I was like, damn, I do. But I doubt there are, so I still don't consider myself a TikTok user and I doubt there are zero TikTok users. Um, the reason we are segueing from TikTok, talking about Excel-based education for TikTok, which by the way, 
pretty much anything that works in Excel is going to work in Google Sheets. The reason we mention this is because we have an episode today that will really help you wrap your heads around uh, sort of a more intermediate advanced situation that you might get into, but the learnings and the lessons are going to apply to everyone, even if it's your first day advertising. So we're going to be talking about the power of the pivot table. Pivot tables are good stuff, Stephen. Pivot tables, I remember the first... I'm such a huge Excel spreadsheet nerd. I remember the first time I hit the button to launch my first pivot table and I was like, wow, I did not know that was possible. I was trying to do all these convoluted ways to get the data that I wanted. And, you know, this sort of led me to believe my, my core thesis about using any spreadsheet is if you are doing anything on a spreadsheet and it is difficult, there's a faster way you just don't know about. And like that changed my life. True. Yeah. That changed my life. I think you're actually, Mike, I think you're the one that introduced me to pivot tables back in uh, the early days uh, at AdBadger. I think I was no. trying to, I think I was me? trying to like, yeah, man, I think I was trying to sum up like performance by day of the week. And then you were like, you got to get a pivot table. Wow. That is, I mean, that's a great application to summarize yeah. day of the week data. Dude, if there are things that I've taught you, and if I showed you pivot tables, I could retire as a happy man <laughs> right now. Um, so let's jump into a situation. We're going to start with a uh, a non-Amazon one just to help you understand it. Then we're going to bring it into the world of Amazon. And the example that we have for Amazon is really apt. Uh, that's going to apply to so many campaigns out there. But I want to just start with a super duper simple example of what a pivot table actually is. What are we actually pivoting? So Stephen, let's take a farmer's market, for example. I go to the farmer's market almost every Sunday. Bring your laptop with your Excel sheets. Yeah, exactly. Um, And I ask them, hello, would you like a pivot table analysis of your business? (sighs) And they always say yes. So one of the things that uh, you can do, so let's, let's pretend I'm a fruit and vegetable stand and I sell vegetables, different kinds of vegetables and different kinds of fruit. And I got tons of different kinds of vegetables and fruits. I got strawberries, bananas, and so on. And I'm also keeping track of the day that I got the sale and of course the actual amount of sales. So we actually have all these different data points we have in column one, whether it was a vegetable or whether it was a fruit. Column two, we've got the type of veggie and the type of fruit. Column three, we've got the day that the transaction happened. And then column four, we have the amount of the transaction. So this this is not summed in any way. It's just a record of transactions that happened, whether it was a veggie or a fruit, the type of veggie or fruit, the day that it happened and how much the transaction was. Now, If I were to just go and throw a summary row on this, the only good that would do me is like total amount of sales. But if I wanted to know, you know, how many sales a banana got, what am I going to do? Am I going to filter this table out, pull out all the bananas, paste that into somewhere else and then sum it? And then I have to repeat that for the 25 different types of veggies and fruits that I do. And what if I wanted information like, well, I have a list of a thousand transactions from the last month. What if I wanted to know just how many sales I did on that on the second Sunday when Michael was in town and he buys all of these bananas for his smoothies? Like, what if we wanted to know that spike? 
and there'd be no way to, no good, easy way to get that out. Like, what are you going to do? Copy, you know, copy all of the dates on Saturday and then filter out bananas and then just figure that out. It's like way too complicated. So literally all you have to do is a pivot table. And literally it's as simple as highlighting it, all the data and clicking pivot table. And then Steven, if you do highlight all that data and hit pivot table, and you know, if you don't know where the pivot table button is, it's somewhere in Excel or Google Sheets. Uh, you just go to help, type in pivot table, and it'll show you where it is on the menu. It's very simple. You just highlight it, click pivot table, and then all of a sudden, from my list of transactions, what doors are gonna open for me? All the doors. Yeah, so, and the old way of doing it, at least for me, before I was using pivot tables, you know, say I wanted to find out, okay, how many, you know, so yeah, going back to Michael's spreadsheet analogy, you know, column A is like veggies, um, or sorry, veggies or fruits. So veggie have, or fruit. Yeah, veggie or fruit is column A. Um, uh, column B would just be like the product. Is it an apple? Is it an orange? Is it a carrot? And then C would be like the date. E would be like the sale amount, whatever. So if I wanted to just be like, okay, what were all my, all my vegetable sales? And we're assuming each row is like an individual transaction. So every single row is an individual transaction. It could have been a, a pear. It could have been an apple. Um, so if I just wanted to find all my vegetable sales, see how many I sold, I would have to you know throw a filter on that just filters out just for my vegetables and then basically subtotal all of that. Um, or if I wanted to just, just find my apples, you know, apply a filter just for apples and then subtotal that. But with the pivot table, what you can do is basically uh, you can say, hey, I want um, to, to basically sum up all all of my vegetables versus all of my fruits. And then I'll, you know, basically create a, a little table for you where you've got your veggies and your fruits. And then it sums up all of the sales, whatever, within that time window. Uh, or you could do it for, you know, you could do it by the, by the actual fruit. So you could say like, I want to see, you know, my bananas, my apples, my pears on individual rows, all summed up together. Or you could also do it by the date. So you could just like, cause you know, say you're getting three transactions on one day, 15 transactions on the next day. And you're saying, okay, just within this one day, what does it look like? And you can sum up all the data by the mm -hmm. date yes. and uh, figure that out. So yeah, super, super helpful, extremely fast. Literally anything that you dream about analyzing the transaction data becomes open to you. Very, very simple. Um, the developers behind Excel and Google Sheets did all of this hard work for us. So you could add multiple columns even. In column one, you can have the sum of all veggies. And then column two, you can have the sum of, like, you you know, you'd have like, it would aggregate all the vegetables, the types of vegetables. So you'd have spinach aggregated. So it would go out there and it would sum every single spinach transaction for you. And then you can add additional columns there. So literally any, crossroad of analysis you can do is what a pivot table does. So we really suggest you go uh, and learn a little bit more about pivot tables, but really it is truly as simple as just highlighting the data table and hitting pivot table. Less than 30 seconds. And then you start populating. Yes, it's really unreal. Um, so as a general rule of thumb, again, if you're ever doing something in Excel and it is difficult and grueling, there is very likely an easier way to do it and just take some Googling. Uh, I do that on a very regular basis. Like, how do I put this data over there in this format? It's like, you type that in, there are wizards out there that have done it uh, and are 
it's a super great community. So they'll share. Now, Stephen, we've talked about this fictional fruit stand, just sort of highlighting the ways that you can combine, aggregate, group, and analyze your data. Let's bring it into the world of Amazon, shall we? Let's do it. Okay, so this is a fairly common scenario where you've got, you know, we're probably going to talk about the dozens of ASINs uh, as opposed to maybe just one or two ASINs. Uh, But this could apply if you are bumping into many ad groups. So Stephen, we have this really, you know, straightforward scenario. Walk us through the setup uh, of what we are solving for with a pivot table here. Yeah, this is a little bit of a piggyback off of episode 95 as well. Um, Episode 95, we talked about, you know, you launch a bunch of campaigns, um, keywords in every campaign, in every ad group, and basically all of the keywords have under 10 clicks or whatever. And so we were kind of saying, you know, you've got thousands of dollars of spend across hundreds and hundreds of keywords that all have 10 clicks on them. So, you know, but they're all kind of low data. So how do you optimize those? So kind of similar concept, only in, in uh, episode 95, we were talking about exact match keywords and blah, blah, blah. This, we're going to be using the example of auto campaigns just to kind of keep things simple. So let's say you've got 10 auto campaigns and you have 10 ad groups in each auto campaign. These are all single product ad groups. So, um, you know, 100 ad groups all together. And let's just say everything's super evenly spread, 10 clicks on every single ad group. So every single ad group has 10 clicks. We've got 10 ad groups in each of our 10 campaigns. Um, yeah, some of them sold, some of them didn't sell, um, but we're still kind of not quite ready to optimize yet because as you recall, within auto campaigns, at least auto campaigns that were created after, uh, oh gosh, I, for, I think it was November, 2018 that they introduced the auto targeting. Um, so yeah, anything created within 2019, 2020, um, New auto campaigns have four different auto targeting options. You got your close match, loose match, complement, substitutes. So if you were to click into any one of these ad groups, you'd see that your 10 clicks, and again, let's just assume for sake of ease that they're pretty evenly spread. So with those four auto targets in that ad group, you know, each auto target is getting two to three clicks. So, you know, we have 100 ad groups altogether, 400 auto targets altogether, and every auto target has two to three clicks. And so you've got some that have two clicks and one sale. And it's like 50% conversion rate. ACOS is crazy low. There's nothing that has a crazy high ACOS yet, except for the total account maybe, because all together, all of those little two clicks, three clicks here and there without a sale, all kind of add, add up. So, you know, maybe right now your ACOS is 100%, over 100%. So how do you optimize those? So we talked about that kind of last week, um, but this week we're going to, or I guess two weeks ago, uh, but this week we're going to get down uh, into some, uh, some pretty nifty ways to kind of not just guess, not just evenly just like, okay, I'm just going to reduce all my bids by 25% because with a pivot table, what you can find out is that, you know, when you sum up close match versus loose match versus complements and substitutes, if you were to sum all of that up on a pivot table across all your hundred ad groups, you might see uh, some differences in performance between your close match versus your loose match. Mm-hmm. Hey, Steven. I, so that, yeah. I want a quick sidebar, uh, just in case anyone out there is sitting and scratching their head. You described a scenario where you have 10 auto campaigns and inside each one are 10 single product ad groups. So instead of putting, you know, instead of having one ad group and just putting all 10 products in there, tell me about, uh, you know, why these are single product ad groups as opposed to one ad group with all the products in it. 
Yeah, that's a that's a good question. Um, and I believe we do have a full episode on this if you want more information about single product ad groups or SPAGs. But essentially, it is insure, by putting products into individual ad groups, you're ensuring that they all get a fair shot at visibility and you can control the bids individually for each product. So it wouldn't make sense to have a $10 product um, in the same ad group with a $100 product because uh, you know they're going to have different spend thresholds, different CP, target CPCs based on their profit margin. So if they each had a 10% target ACoS, you know, your $10 product, you can only spend um, one, $1 on to get that sale. The $100 product, you can spend up to $10 to get that sale. So you don't want to be spending $10 on clicks to get a $10 sale, um, but you don't want to reduce your bid so low to hit your target ACoS with a $10 product that now your $100 product isn't getting any visibility with a 10, 25 cent bid. So that's the, the main the main idea. Every product is going to perform differently. Some convert really well, some don't convert really well. Um, different sales prices, different profit margins. We want to be able to have control over that based on the product that's in the ad group. So that's why we, we break them off into single product ad groups so we can have more control over the bids per each product. Exactly. And, you know, that type of campaign structure, it can get very complicated, very nuanced. Uh, it's, it's one of the most common questions that we get uh, in our Facebook group. Um, typing into our live chat. Um, so, you know, always do it, you know, always jump into our Facebook group. If you have questions like this, drop it into our Facebook group, uh, and you can crowdsource because sometimes these things evolve over time. So, uh, you know, re, uh, talking about this, I think is a okay. And we have a lot of other episodes and content in the Academy on how to address this whole structuring of the account back to pivot tables. We've got 10 auto campaigns, 10 product, single product ad groups, in each one, uh, each one of them just have so has so few clicks. So we've got compliments loose match in a single ad group that only has a few clicks each. We don't really, we're not able to make decisions on these 400 individual auto targets. This is where bum, pivot tables come in. It is time to aggregate this data. So let's do it. Now I can already hear some people complaining to us. Uh, uh, I can I can feel the complaints rolling in in my bones. Um, people will probably be saying, "Yeah, the data is so thin spread over 400 auto targets. That's why we don't do single product ad groups." Like you see the problem. Like if we consolidate all of our products into one ad group or at least fewer ad groups, uh, then we wouldn't be having this problem. Now I want to you know clarify the single product ad group strategy. Right now, we're assuming there's really low data. What we want to see happen is within each of these auto uh, campaign ad groups, within each of these, they start collecting enough data to actually make informed decisions on. So once you start getting to 10, 20, 30 clicks and you have a, a significant data and you've got some sales, you can uh, look at our previous episodes on how to calculate bids based on revenue per click times target A costs. And so you can do that for each of these items once they kind of you know get at least I like to use at least 20 clicks, uh, depending on your average conversion rate. If we're assuming an average of 10% conversion rate, then yeah, like 10, 20 clicks is, is about how much data you want before you start uh, applying those uh, revenue per click times target A cost calculations. So we want to see these items get there. And, you know, if you give these campaigns more time, you chances are, you know, let's say we give them another month and then you're looking at the past 30 days or past 60 days, whatever, you'll probably see that there are some, you know, probably going to be several of those auto targets that have a decent amount of clicks, the over 10 clicks, over 20 clicks, et cetera. And you can just calculate the bids from there. And that's the, the whole goal of the single product ad groups is, is being able to get that, that, uh, 
granularity with it. But what do we do about all the other ad groups that have less than 10 clicks? And, you know, how do we optimize those? And yeah, what the strategy is going to be is that we would basically filter everything out. And I guess to maybe complicate the problem a little bit more, let's say if if 100 of those auto targets, 100 of the 400, let's say at least 100 of those had, you know, 10, 20, 30 clicks, and those are good to go. So we just want to optimize the other 300 that have two to three clicks on them. So what we would do is we'd filter out for everything with under 10 clicks across all of those auto targets. So now we only have all the low click um, items. Maybe some of them have sales, maybe some of them don't. Again, if you have one click, one sale, you're going to have a extremely low A cost and that's not realistic. So what we want to do is we're going to sum up all of the sales across all of these auto targets and sum up all of the spend across all of these auto targets. And then we can kind of find out what's our A cost uh, for all of these items with under 10 clicks and we can optimize from there. But where the pivot table is going to come in handy is we're not just going to sum the total of all these of all these auto targets. We're going to break them down on our pivot table. So we're only summing up all of the close match on one row, all of the loose match targets on a second row, and then all of our complements and substitutes. And so when you run this pivot table, what you would do is you would basically say, hey, I want the, uh, uh, yeah, I, I want to sum up all the data for these auto targets. And then you can see all of your impressions, your clicks, your click-through rate, your conversion rates, your ACOS, your cost per click, your revenue per click would be something you'd have to calculate yourself. Uh, and, and you can see all of that data. And I mean, I do this regularly with, with um, our big accounts that have you know thousands and thousands of SKUs and we're running lots of auto campaigns for them. So what I'll do is I'll do exactly what we just talked about. And then I can actually see you know, what's the average conversion rate for the close match targets versus the loose match targets. When we kind of aggregate it all together, what kind of performance are we seeing between these different auto targeting options? And close match usually tends to perform the best. It has higher conversion rates, therefore it has a higher revenue per click, and therefore it has a lower ACOS. And then for loose match, that tends to, to be not as strong as a performer and complements and substitutes seem to kind of flip flop, flip flop back and forth a little bit uh, from just what I've seen in terms of their performance. Uh, so what we can now do with this, because rather than just going through and, you know, if we were to sum everything together, let's say we just, we ignored the differences between the, the auto targets. We just took all of the ad group data across all the ad groups with fewer than 10 clicks or whatever. We could just change the bid at the ad group level and be like, okay, let's, we should probably reduce all the bids on these by about 25%. But when you actually break it down by auto targets, you might find that, oh, wow, like we can actually increase the bids on our close match and we should be reducing the bids on our loose match. And you can actually see that kind of level of data. So then once you see the performance difference, the revenue per click difference, conversion rate difference, you can actually jump back and make a much more informed decision on each of these ad groups after aggregating it and say, okay, we're going to reduce all of our all of our loose match bids by 25% and we're going to increase all of our close match bids by 15%. And then you'll see that when you, on the aggregate data, that when you do that, you are able to actually hit your target ACOS uh, across the board when you, when you kind of combine all these things together. I don't know, Mike, did, did that make sense? I, th- I felt I was kind of starting to ramble a little bit. You were taking us down a wonderful tour through the rows and columns of a spreadsheet. Now, it's just a fantastic way to see the forest through the trees, so to speak. It's a, it's a, it's a way of trend spotting what you couldn't previously. So, you know, in these high ASIN accounts, um, where you get into scenarios where things are split in such a way, and are you, you then you have two options. You either put all the products 
into a single ad group, you know, so then you have more data, you know, you'll, you'll only have four auto targets to, to worry about. You have, you know, single close match, loose match, complement, and substitute. As soon as you segment all these out into four, you know, and now there's 400 auto targets. Now this data is split. So the reason why you'd want to do that is because you get the benefit of the segmentation so that each product is standing on its own two feet. And then you, by doing this, by aggregating this data, by looking at the combined impact of the close, loose supplements, supplements and complements, substitutions and complements, when you are able to aggregate that, now you could see trends and you will start to develop trends in your company. You'll start saying things like, in this particular account, close match always does a little bit better and i'm able to aggregate all the close matches from my 400 auto you know from the 400 uh auto targets i'm able to aggregate that data and see the trend therefore i can make better smarter decisions across the board instead of looking at one ad group and scratching your head being like well close match only has two clicks what am i going to do here maybe nothing as opposed to oh i know the impact and i know the trend of close match, I'm able to make a smart decision about where to move this bid. Uh, and then you also get the power of, of the added benefit of not having all these products into a single ad group. So then you're looking at close match and yes, it will have more data, but you don't have a great grasp on the products that are performing well, uh, on what to do with those products and, and all of those things. And you're, you're, it's, it's a similar way of the whole concept of, you know, PPC, cast a wide net and then shine a spotlight on what's working well, uh, amplify what's working well, identify what isn't. So this is a way for you to cast that wide net and then find the trends in it. So by downloading that report, that, 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 that file with all this data in it, you're able to see all the individual, you know, the 400 auto targets by putting those into a pivot table you are starting to see all of that in aggregate. So it has summed up all of those two, three click complements and substitutions. You're able to see all that now and make an informed decision on how it performs for these products. And then over time, these will start to filter themselves out because then all of a sudden, now if you have a single ad group and it's got over 10 clicks, now all of a sudden you don't need to aggregate the data. You've got enough data to make a decision on it. So this is a fantastic way, you know, piggybacking off episode 95, how to handle these low uh, data scenarios. This is it. Uh, this is a really great way to both have your cake and eat it too, have your segmentation and make smart optimization decisions. Yeah. And I just realized as you were talking, Mike, that we didn't, there's probably someone out there wondering, wait, how do I view all of my auto targets at once? You know, cause they're looking at their campaigns and- How do you view all the auto targets at once? Yeah, so you you could download a targeting report. It is in the advertising report section and you can download that and, and figure out your, your auto targets. But you know, when you're working in bulk like this, it, I would actually just prefer to just download a bulk file, download that bulk file from the bulk operations tab and all of the auto targets will still be in there as well. So you can just filter out by, uh, by those record types and match types to find those. And then, yeah, and then you can p run that pivot table off the bulk file and then it's really easy to jump back and adjust those bids accordingly, uh, you know, because there's a max bid column so you can fix those. But really what this, what this comes down to, so we're, we're, kind of, um, we're kind of combining two different strategies right now. We're saying 
you know, gets extremely granular, um, break out all of your products into single product ad groups, break them out to separate campaigns if they're like different product families, et cetera. And, and one of the cons of getting a little too granular is that really thin spread data that you don't really have enough to make individual decisions on. So what we're saying now is to consolidate that data. Now, here's why we're still advocating the strategy of granularity is because you can always consolidate the data after you get a very granular broken down structure. You can't, if it was consolidated in the first place because they were all in one ad group, you cannot break it out afterwards. You can't find out which search term converted for which product. Like there is no, this product converted on this search term pairing anywhere on Amazon within an ad group. So if you're finding this one ad group is getting all this conversion on this one search term, you don't know which product was the one converting for that search term because you have multiple products that got sales. You have multiple search terms that got sales. You can't really connect the dots like on those, uh, on those little matching things that we used to do in elementary school and high school, like matching vocab words or whatever, when you're learning Spanish, <laughs> um, you can't do that. But that's why we say single product ad groups that your search term reports are broken down in a much more clean and concise way. And you know, if you need to consolidate the, do- the data to have more data at your fingertips to make an informed decision, you can always do that through a pivot table. So, Amen. Yep. There is another way to view all of your performance, close match, loose match, substitutes, substitutions, uh, and compliments across your entire account. People have to know. You can do it in AdBadger now. Uh, in AdBadger version 2.0, you can actually click view all of my targets. Um, so you can view all of your close match all at once across the entire board. So if you've got three, 400 of them, you can view them all, you could filter them, and you can update bids directly from it, which is pretty cool. It's pretty dope. Pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, again, you know, the purpose of this podcast is not to talk about the software. However, it is available. You know, a lot of the things that we talk about, we're trying to pour into the tool. So the bulk files, the pivot tables, absolutely learn those things. Um, and if you're curious, send me a DM about uh, the software. Um, so in short, Stephen, we have ran the gamut. We have hopefully, you know, Stephen, how did it feel when you first learned about pivot tables? When I first learned about them, I was probably thinking, oh, this is cool. But then I've pretty much used them at least once a week ever since then. <laughs> and I think I've, I've, uh, I think I've since forgotten that there was a time that I didn't know how to run pivot tables. But I mean, I use it for reporting to clients uh, all oftentimes, you know, cause you've got, you know, if you have your product in multiple campaigns, cause you've got your auto campaign, you've got your manual campaign, you got your product targeting, your blah, blah, blah. You have just, you, yeah, hundreds of campaigns or single keyword campaigns. You know, you can run an advertised product report and then summarize the data by ASIN. And then you have all of your total impressions, total clicks, total whatever per ASIN. And now you have a, you know, total product performance report. And you can see the trends like, oh, this ASIN's like going up in conversion rates, going up in click-through rates. Like, you know, you can you can see that. So, I mean, I use it easily on a weekly basis, probably multiple times a week. And I, I, I guess I forgot that there was a time when I didn't I didn't know about it, but it's uh, incredibly, incredibly helpful. The utility is high. Um, so there's hopefully two big things that you have walked away with on this episode. One, if you have never used pivot tables, hopefully we have appealed to you and you are now a little bit more interested in pivot tables. Uh, Cause once you, you know, if you just Google it and like watch a video of somebody doing a pivot table, it will frankly blow your mind if you've never done it before. And two, 
for those of you with higher ASIN uh, management that you need to manage these campaigns with a lot of ASINs, there's now a path for you to have single product ad groups and be able to evaluate all of those hundreds of close match, loose match, subject compliments. Uh, wow, that is it. That becomes a, a tongue twister after a while. Um, but in short, and I, yeah. I want to I want to add one more thing that that just came to mind. Add one more thing. Uh, but once you kind of, if you've been doing this, you know, say you've been doing everything we just talked about. Say you've been doing this now for two, three weeks, maybe a couple months. And now your, your client comes to you or you as the seller, all of a sudden you have a, th- a thousand new items you want to advertise. Um, listings finally went up, whatever. You're ready to launch these new thousand items. From the get-go, from the campaign launch, you can actually set those bids. If you know, okay, loose match, you know, my average cost per click should be about a dollar, but loose match tends to be a, not as strong a converter. So I'm going to start off loose match with, you know, a 75 cent bid and we'll start off our close match with a dollar ten. And from the get-go, if you kind of know roughly what your CPC should be per auto target, you can just launch and get a good start because loose match is typically going to be a little bit more top of funnel stuff. So it's not going to have as quite a strong conversion rate. So yeah, definitely a good thing to uh, just another reason to be doing this. Yes. So much utility from this episode and maybe are, are the amount of user, the amount of podcast listeners that are also TikTok users maybe went from mm-hmm. zero to one today. Maybe somebody out is out there downloading it right now. Um, there you go. Right. Uh, well, thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. Uh, we hope you found deeper appreciation for spreadsheets. Yeah. So this week was all about pivot tables. Join us next week for VLOOKUP <laughs> versus XLOOKUP. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Have a good one, everyone. We will see you next time here on the PBC Den Podcast. Thanks so much for listening to the PPC Den Podcast. Our goal of every episode is to give you guys actionable information so you can go right to your computer and start optimizing with the new skills you've learned. Be sure to subscribe because we'll be back next Wednesday with more great PPC skills for you. And you can always head over to adbadger.com slash podcast for all of our show notes and bonus content that we've made exclusively for our listeners. If you guys are finding these podcasts to be valuable for you and your business, you can help us continue making them by dropping us a review on Apple Podcasts. All right, Badger, are you ready to go back to camp and rest up for tomorrow? What a good boy.